0: Are you a follower of Jesus Christ who's done being quiet? Are you ready to tell the world whose you are, totally, fearlessly, and unapologetically? And are you ready to smash that imaginary wall that supposedly divides your career and faith life? Welcome to the C-Suite for Christ podcast, where we talk about living as a disciple of Christ in the world of work. Before we get to the content we have in store for you today, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Are
1: you a Christian-based organization? Well, so are we, and we're here to serve you. We wanna help you with your
0: mission, so please visit ParagonMarketingGroup.com to see how we can help. Well, hi everybody, welcome to the C-Suite for Christ podcast. I am Paul M. Newberger, the founder of C-Suite for Christ. And boy, it's a blessing to have you here today. If you're not familiar with C-Suite for Christ, where the heck you been? It's wonderful to have you, but would certainly invite you to look a little bit deeper into our ministry. We are an international organization of thousands of Christian business executives, people just like you, and in this world where society seems to be going to H-E double hockey sticks, it's kind of nice to come together, support each other, encourage each other, pray for one another, and it would be a blessing if you would look a little bit more closely at our ministry. Check us out on our website, csweetforchrist.com. Our guest today, we're very blessed to have a member of C-Suite for Christ. His name is Dewan Cherry, He is the founder and CEO of ML Agency, as well as Kindly Coffee. He's a young dude. He's only in his mid-20s, but boy, he is a successful entrepreneur. But even more important than that, he is on fire for Christ, and it's a blessing to call him my friend. So you're going to be hearing from him a little bit later on in the program. I don't know if you've ever had this phenomenon. It does happen to me once in a while. Do you ever have it where you're looking at a word for a while and you just keep looking at that word, staring at that word, repeating that word in your brain, and after a while, it just loses all meaning? You know what I'm talking about? Not not too long ago, I took my boys, my dudes. Uh, Kennedy is nine and Hudson is seven. We went for our annual rite of passage, Dudes Weekend, and yes, it was awesome. It's a two-week vacation where me and the dudes get away, and we just do crazy guy stuff. We go to Chuck E. Cheese. We sleep in until about 1 p.m. We put a massive dent in the world's pizza supply, among many other things, and This year, Hudson, my seven-year-old, is a diehard Kansas City Chiefs fan. I don't know how that happened. I live in Wisconsin. I'm a cheesehead through and through, yet I managed to produce a Chiefs fan. Go figure. Well, we decided to drive down to Arrowhead Stadium. So that was an eight-and-a-half-hour drive to Kansas City. We stayed for a couple days and then eight-and-a-half-hour drive back. And I'll be honest, I don't even remember what the word was. To be honest, I, I was trying to think about it before I came on the air, but I was following a truck for like an hour and it, it, it was something like speedy delivery, something like that. And I'm just staring at those words for an hour. Speedy delivery, speedy delivery, speedy delivery, speedy delivery, speedy delivery. And then you're looking at it, you're like, that word looks funny. Is that how you spell speedy? What does speedy mean? Delivery. I don't understand what delivery means. Is that why in the right place? What is a why? Oh my gosh, I'm losing my mind. You ever have that? It's, it's kind of an interesting phenomenon. And I do think that happens in this society from time to time with certain words. And one of those words that I think loses its meaning, one of those words that we fail to understand, one of those words that we fail to comprehend, one of those words that just gets thrown out there willy-nilly is love. Love. Now, at the end of the day, that's a great word. I mean, love, just say it. it. It exhibits positive connotations. It stirs up a favorable emotional response. You probably get some positive images in your brain there about people or events or food or whatever the case may be. Love very rarely, unless you're Ebenezer Scrooge, really rarely upsets people. But I think we as individuals start to get into trouble when we don't fully comprehend what that word means and the power of that word. I mean, just, just think about how often the word love gets used in society today. I love the Packers. Hey, what's for dinner? Are you pizza? Oh, I love pizza. Punky Brewster is on again. I love watching these reruns. Do you really love the Green Bay Packers? Do you really love pizza? Do you really love that awesome 1980s show, Punky Brewster? I mean, you probably really like it. And if you're borderline obsessed, maybe you do love that. But let's just talk about what kind of a love that is compared to the kind of love that might have a little bit more of a dire consequence in society today. Because again, I think it's one thing if you love a sports team, as long as you keep that within healthy moderation, that's fine. I think it's another thing to love a particular food. Now, if that food is really, really bad for you, like Pringles, potato chips, my love, then you might be in trouble. Loving a TV show, again, could be fine unless you're binge watching it for five straight months. But that kind of love is borderline harmless. Let's talk a little bit more about some negative ramifications for the word love that kind of takes on a bit of a different meaning. So if we talk about some of these relationships that we might have, somebody might love their boyfriend or girlfriend, or at least they think they do. Somebody might love a particular political party, or maybe they think they do. Somebody might love a certain institution, business, leader, whatever the case may be, or at least they think they do. Because if you don't know what true love is and you don't have the right definition for the word love, that can put you in a very precarious spot. Ever been in a situation with a person maybe that you're dating or somebody that you want to impress and they say, well, if you love me, you'll do this. I know you wanted to, I know you said that you wanted to wait for marriage, but if you love me, you'd do this. Or maybe vice versa. You know, come on, I don't understand what the hesitation is. I love you. Is that really love? Is that really the true essence of that emotion? you do have a lot of things in society that play on the word love. Individuals play on the word love. I'd say business to some degree plays on the word love. Politicians to some degree play on the word love. Hollywood could play on the word love. Why? Why would they pray Or why would they use various iterations of the word love? What's the agenda? If if we go back to that personal example that a lot of us possibly could relate to, you know, if you love me, you'd give yourself away right now. Basically, if you really cared about me, you would sacrifice your ethics and your morals so I could get what I want for a short-term pleasure. Is that love? How about a spouse that plays on the word love? How about a parent that plays on the word love? I mean, again, it can be manipulated because certain individuals have an agenda and people give in because they believe in that, or they say, well, sure, I do love this person, I might as well do that. Sure, I do love working for this organization, so I might as well do that. Sure, I love supporting this political party, so I might as well do that. Sure, I love this actor and what he stands for, so I might as well do that. But is that really love? And I would say no. So then the definition, the question becomes, well, what is the definition of love then? And I would wonder, what would you say the definition of love is? Just think about that for a moment in your head. What is the definition of love? Now, don't know what kind of sources you're going to to try to figure this out. I think one of the cooler definitions in pop culture comes to us from Owen Wilson's character in Wedding Crashers. When uh, Rachel McAdams' character, the guy, the the gal that he's really trying to impress, she said, Well, what is love? And he said, Love is your soul's recognition of its counterpoint in another. Now, that may sound nice and "Ah, flowers and doves and rainbows and bubblegum and all that kind of stuff. But the thing that we do not do at C-Suite for Christ is we do not put faith in the human word. We put faith in the holy word. So use this as guidance moving forward. If you want the answer to anything, go to scripture. If you want the definition for anything, go to scripture. If you want a roadmap on how to accomplish anything, go to scripture. Don't go to Wedding Crashers. Don't go to Hollywood. Don't go to the C-Suite for Christ podcast. Go to scripture. What is the definition of love? Here it is, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses four through seven. Are you a good embodiment of love today? Are you showing love to the people who need it today? Because if we're going to cover the world in Christ, people are not necessarily going to follow us in this effort based on what we say They're going to do that based on the behavior that we model for them. You see, Christ is love. How can we proclaim to be Christians and a follower for Christ if our behavior is not in alignment with who Christ is? He is love, therefore we must show love. But to show love, you need to know the definition of love. And what I would also say is we need to stop throwing this word around so much. Do you really love the Packers? Well, were you patient at that game? The Packers were getting creamed. I love my boyfriend. Do you? Or are you just trying to impress your boyfriend? I love this political party. Do you? Or is that political party dishonoring others? I mean we just got to be careful with the word choices that we use because that could start to blur the black and white definition into the shade of gray that we don't want to go. What we need to do is we need to be the example of love for others to follow. We need to be love, we need to show love, we need to give love. How? Again, let's rattle it off. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 7. Love is patient, are you being patient today? Are you patient with your kids? Are you patient with your spouse? Are you patient with your coworker? Heck, are you patient with yourself? How are you going to show love for yourself if you can't be patient with yourself? Love is kind. Not just nice. Nice is superficial. Kind is deep. Kind is a little bit further down there to tap into that reservoir of kindness, but boy, we need kindness. Are you kind to the person that cuts you off on the freeway? Are you kind to the cashier who can't seem to hit the right button? Are you kind to your client who showed up 45 minutes late to the meeting? Love does not envy. It does not boast. How many people are you jealous of today? Oh, I wish I was that person. I wish I could live that life. Or how many times even subtly are you boasting? See what I did? Look what I accomplished. (laughs) That's not love. It does not dishonor others. You might hate our president right now, but uh, I don't think you should be flying an FJB flag in the back of your truck. That dishonors somebody. And I don't think that's what a Christian should do. It's not self-seeking. Love is not just going out for your own personal gain. It's serving others. It is not easily angered. This is the one I suck at. My wife sets me off. My kids set me off. Politics sets me off. That's not love. It keeps no record of wrongs. I do that a lot. Honey, gosh, you just told me yesterday, blah, 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 blah. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Scripture is the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. So if you want to show love to yourself, do these things to yourself. If you want to show love to a spouse, give these things to your spouse. If you want to show love for your children, give these things to your children But my point in sharing this, before we take a quick break, love is a word that is thrown around constantly. One, do you really love the things that you proclaim to love? Two, do you have a firm understanding of what the definition love really is? And then three, are you modeling what love is? Because I hate to tell you, as Christians, the expectation goes up a little bit. We are saved. God sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die a horrific death on the cross so that we could have eternal salvation. That was what was given to us. So there's an expectation that now that that was given to us, we are going to live a certain way. God is love. Christ is love. Will others see Christ through you today? Patient, kind, not envious, does not boast, is not proud does not dishonor others, not self-seeking, not easily angered, keeps no records of wrongs, does not delight in evil, rejoices with the truth, protects, trusts, hopes, perseveres. This, my brothers and sisters in Christ, is love. And I pray that you are a wonderful model of love today. Our guest coming up here is Dewan Cherry, again, member of C-Suite for Christ, the owner and president of, of Agency ML, as well as Kindly Coffee. He is a young entrepreneur who is on fire for the Lord. You're not gonna wanna miss that right here after the short break. All right, well, welcome back. Before I introduce our guest, I just, again, wanna remind you That here at C-Suite for Christ, I know we talk a lot about covering the world in Christ. That is not a marketing slogan. That is not something that we put on a bumper sticker on the back of your car. That is who we are. That is what we believe. And that is what we live. And it's tough to cover the world in Christ by yourself. So if you believe in this mission, if you support this mission, let us know. Go to our website, csuiteforchrist.com. And join, come to a gathering, attend a meeting, engage us in social media, whatever you do, do something. And I'll tell you, there is one person out there that has definitely done something. His name is Dewan Cherry. He's the founder and CEO of a couple of organizations. Yes, he is a busy entrepreneur. Again, he's the founder and CEO of Agency ML, as well as Kindly Coffee. Dewan's a native of Milwaukee where he spends most of his time drinking coffee, there you go, and exploring. <laughs> he always has had a passion for storytelling. He attended Concordia University of Wisconsin, where he majored in liberal arts and later transferred to UW-Milwaukee, where he continued his passion for filmmaking. He attended for, well, he had interned, I'm sorry, he interned for the Morning Blend and later became an associate producer at TMJ4. He later broke away from the news and started his marketing agency for financial institutions and wealth management firms. And you might not know this, but Dewan is a fanatic of Greek mythology. Well, Dewan, you know, maybe that's why we get along so well, because my wife does compare me to a Greek god. Oh, (laughs) what, uh, what, what, which, um, which character
1: actually, like what, uh. I have no idea. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll be,
0: I don't even think I, I don't even think she could spell Zeus, but she does call me her Greek god, so that's nice.
1: Okay, all right, I'm I, I, I'm feeling the love, so I I, I got you, I got you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad you're feeling the love, Dewan, because that's what we're talking about here today. And again, it's a blessing to have you here, my brother. As you know, the uh, verse today that we're unpacking comes to us from First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verses four through seven. Well, Dewan, we're gonna call you Dr. Love today. All right. Podcast. I like it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping you can help me make sense of this. So let's start with this. What does First Corinthians chapter 13, verses four through seven mean to you, my brother? And
1: capital and all capital and all uppercase letters, uh, everything, literally. And I say that because um, you know, so much of, you know you know, what we do, um, you know, not only as an individual, um, you know, trying to manage family and and friendships and relationships and things like that, and just all these categories that we have in our life. Um, Sometimes we show love towards one aspect, and not as much love to another aspect. And so when you ask me what this verse means to me, it it literally is everything, because it it reminds me every single day that um, you're going to have Good days, and you're gonna have bad days, and you're probably gonna have more bad days than good days. Um, but at the end of the day, no matter what situation um that you're in, you can always uh show love, um, in those specific situations. And it was I can kind of take you back to one thing as a that we had like on a banner, a strip in our kindergarten class, and it says that if you can't change your, if you can't change the situation, change your attitude. And I can, I could remember just seeing that you know, whether it was kindergarten or first grade class, I, I can't remember specifically, but I just remember that banner being in the upper part of like, it was literally surrounded. It was like a few other, other quotes, but it was that specific quote that stood out to me when I was really, really young. And, you know, as we, you know, grow and mature, um, not only as myself, but just as people walking this earth, it is so hard, um, to show love, especially, you know, to people that we don't even know. Um, And so just talking about how important that verse is, uh, is very, very important because it just reminds you, it reminds me, I'll say that, it reminds me how important it is to love people, not just your family, not just your friends, not just your business colleagues, but everyone. And at times it's not going to be easy, but it is important. And to love others um, is extremely vital um, of course, being in the uh culture uh, that we live in, but it's important. uh, love is important
0: well, it's not a shock to me that you can remember a poster from your kindergarten class because that was only about five years ago, wasn't it? <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but <laughs> but well, I you, you you are a young dude which 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 I think sometimes we forget because you've had a lot of success because yeah. your name is out there quite a lot. And yeah, sometimes it, it still seems like you're about 15 years old, but no, It does. Sometimes. It
1: does. I, I, will, I will say, usually at networking events, I'm the youngest person there. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no,
0: you're doing some truly amazing things and it's a blessing to have you as a member of C-Suite for Christ. Let, let's talk a little bit more, one about the word love, because you hear this a lot. I love the Packers. I love pizza. I love this certain politician. I mean, love, 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 love. I mean, do yeah. you believe the word love gets thrown around a wee bit too much in society today. Why or why not?
1: I think so. I think so. And I think that we start to associate it with things that are not as important and not things that we typically see every day. Like, if you know, we love the Packers, but we're not going to see them every day. We're not going to go to a game every day because only play a specific amount of time throughout the season, depending on if it's a short or long season, we can love them because they're a great team and things like that. Um, because of the excitement that they draw, but I mean, that's pretty much it. It's 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 a temporary feeling, but we're not going to see that. We're not going to see that thing every single day. Um, you talk about the pizza food thing; like, you're not going to eat pizza every single day. I'm pretty sure you go from loving it to hating it. <laughs> so, uh,
0: oh no, I, I I have I have two boys that might put that theory to the test. There. Okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I could be wrong on that one, but. <laughs>
1: But yes, I I do think that love is is thrown around way too much and I think when we do that, personally, I think that we start to confuse uh what love is from in um eternal I you know, you know, sacrificial I would do anything especially if it's a significant other. Um, you know, we we start to we start to confuse ourselves what love is and you know, What it means to our lives, I think using the word love and throwing it around so many times, it can get confusing to the point where when you ask someone what does love mean to you, they almost can't kind of can't answer the question, because the word has just been tossed around in different conversations different kind of, you know, situations and conversations Um, that they go through. I think it's thrown on way too much. And no one necessarily knows how to talk about it from a truth standpoint. And I think that's what draws people to not understand how
0: powerful that word is. Yeah. And let's go a little bit deeper with that too, because I, I, I think to some degree, you have two competing entities here. You have Christ's definition of love, But then you also have the world's definition of love and to your point where the word gets thrown around so many times that it loses its luster maybe it's used interchangeably with some more appropriate words i mean if if we just think of the the things that this world might describe as love you know you think of sexual relations being thrown in there with love If, if somebody is living a lifestyle that is anti to the christian teachings well if you love me you'd endorse this lifestyle potentially or people could get love and lust mixed up. I mean there's just yeah. a lot of different definitions from the world standpoint and scripture standpoint. Yeah. So so why do you think is the world's definition of love so vastly different than God's? And I guess as a follow-up if if we cannot differentiate between the two as Christians, what problems might that create for us in our respective lives?
1: Yeah. So just kind of tackling on the first question. Um, you know, I believe the world's Definition of love is completely different is because, it's from, it, it, it's 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 from a, a just a different worldview. It's 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 completely, um, it's it's and put it like this. It's disorganized, um, in terms of the context of how it's presented, and it's so diverse. So you have maybe one group of people that. Uh, uses it completely different from another one. And then, you know, that group of people uses it different from from this party, and this party uses from this party. So the point where even if you try to have kind of this conversation, you don't necessarily get to the bottom, the conclusion of it, I'll say, you don't necessarily get to the, you know, you know, like, what is that one definition of love, and making sure that, everyone understands it. And I, and and, and, I, and I'm pretty like this, I, I bring this from a, you know, uh, definitely from a youth perspective, I'm 26 years old. And, you know, I am, some people say I'm on the tail end of millennial. Um, but then also, a lot of my friends are Gen Zers. So a lot of them kind of, I guess, at times, like subscribe to certain cultural worldview things that, necessarily it's just driven by other people's opinions on specific things that you know they don't necessarily they lose is not only their identity but they don't have a specific uh core value core belief as to you know simple things like love simple things like grace simple things like being patient uh simple things like um you know gentleness things like that um that they lose this whole self-identity aspect but when you look at kind of the the christian view on things um it's plain um it's 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 written in the scripture right it talks about um you know love is patient you know love is kind um you know love one of my favorite things to do is to to do others um and not expect something from it because when we navigate through life um at times there'll be these situations where we want to do things and try to get some sort of return from it. Um, uh, whether if we, you know, drive and do something for our families and we go back and say, Oh, well, I did this for you, whatever. Well, if you really love someone, you will sacrifice. You, you won't, you wouldn't complain about it. You'll be patient in certain situations, you'll be kind always. And I go back to saying it's not going to be easy, but when you look at what Jesus did, um, you know, people spat on him, people shoved him, people kicked him. Um, and he still said, you know, I love you, and, and that's a a love that no one understands. And of course, we as his people are supposed to, you know, exemplify that same love. But it's so different because you're looking at it from a completely uh, diverse standpoint. And it's it's it has it's all these different cultures trying to figure out what this one simple plain thing to do, and. It just get disorganized it, if i can really just kind of keep it plain and simple it's just disorganized thoughts that doesn't necessarily have a conclusion um versus the christian perspective which is it, it's is it's it's, it's it's grounded in truth it's simple um and it's easy to do but so many people just don't know how to do it when it's plain in english um And and so that's kind of my whole perspective on that, I guess, because like I said, me being 26 years old and, you know, you know, being a business owner, young business owner, you know, as well as a track and field coach as well too, I get to understand and kind of talk to different perspective and really, you know, teach them like, Hey, this is what you see through the media, through, um, through entertainment, through social media and things like that. And it's not it's, 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 it's all garbage at the end of the day. But if you read the Bible and if you, you know, behave as if the Bible wants you to be behave with acting or, you know, acting in kindness, loving others, being patient, um, um, loving your neighbor as you, as you love yourself, like doing those things, those help so many other qualities in your life. Um, they better communities, they better friendships, um, they better relationships, they better kids, um, and, and, and when I think of the best life to live, the best life to, the best life to live is to uh, love as the Bible says to love and love as God loved when He, you know, sent his son down on the cross to die for us. Um, I hope that answers your question. I kind of went really, really deep for a second, but I, I really hope I stuck to the the
0: questions ultimately. Yeah well, I mean it, it, it's a deep topic and, and it, it's tough to get to this necessarily in a really linear path, but I certainly appreciate the the thoughts because there's a lot of truth and wisdom into what you're saying knowing that we got about three minutes left here. Time sure does fly yeah. by when you're talking to Dewan Cherry. that's certainly yeah. for sure. I guess one of the things that has always struck me about you, and I know we've been friends for a while, and now you're involved in C-Suite for Christ, so we get to spend a little bit more time together. But you you always struck me as a, now you're not perfect, you'll be the first to admit that, but you've yeah. always been somebody that has struck me as a person that gives a lot of love. I mean, you're, you're a very caring person. You're very empathetic. I mean, you you can kind of notice that about you when you walk into a room, which is part of the reason you're a successful business person. Obviously, it's part of the reason why you decided to start Kindly Coffee also. So I I think we can learn a little bit from you in this regard. In your life specifically, how specifically have you worked to love like 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 7 states? How have you worked to Be patient, kind, not envious, not boastful, not proud. And tell me because boy, I fall off that wagon every single yeah, day.
1: Absolutely. Uh, first thing is reading the Bible, honestly. Um, I, rem- I I mean I'm trying to keep this short, but years ago when I was, you know, in college, you know, who I am today was completely different, honestly. I, I I partied a lot, I hung out with uh bad influential, you know, friends, um, things like that. And it wasn't until I came into a point in my life where I wanted to get back into my roots so I started going to church more I'm really connected to my pastor as well too and we have a great relationship and so you know it's like where do I even start like where, like I was like I'm trying to turn my life around where do I even start and he said simply start from the bible you just start from the bible and then I started to read you know passages you know like the one that we're talking about today or you know Love is patient. Okay, what is patient, you know, and how can I be more patient in certain situations? So I actually start to take, you know, things that I will read from the Bible and implement them day by day. Now, it's almost like sometimes reading, you know, an itinerary list. If you got 20, I want to do all 20 things today, right? Well, that's, you want to set yourself up for success. So I just started to read small scriptures that I can say, okay, I have 20 meetings I have this going on, have this going on. How can I be more patient if I'm not having the best day? If I'm not dealing with the best customer, if I'm not, um, you know, having the greatest arguments, how can I show love? How can I show understanding? How can I show patience in these specific conversations? When I'm spending time with family, um, how can I help them and not have this expectation to get something out of it? Um, You know, I just started to implement things that I was reading in the Bible, And one of the books that I actually read, if I can, I know people, most people can't see it, but it's called Daily Moments of Strength Inspiration for Men. And in this specific book, it has kind of like a a specific, it has 365 days where you read a specific chapter that's tailored to something, whether if that's, and of course, being a man, man, um, there's certain things that, you know, you will go through, whether if that's I have a fiance, so managing relationships for my fiance, taking care of her uh, spiritually, um, you know, emotionally, uh, you know, and what does that mean as we build up to a marriage, um, you know, making sure that I work hard enough to have fi- a, finan- a great financial future. So I really started to, you know, get grounded in the Bible um, um, and really started to tailor specific uh, chapters in the Bible uh, to my day so that I can prepare myself for whatever battle I have to face. Um, And so, yeah, I, to really to keep it simple, I just started to read uh, chapters throughout the Bible and really try, start to apply those things in my crazy day to, you know, try to be the best Christian I can be, a Christ-like figure that I can be on uh, the daily.
0: Oh, we really appreciate that. Dewan Cherry, the founder and CEO of Agency ML as well as Kindly Coffee. Dewan, we're about ready to say goodbye here, but in 30 seconds or less, if somebody wanted to learn a little bit more about Agency ML and or Kindly Coffee, where would they go? What should they do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We have a website agencyml.com where, uh, I mean, from a communication standpoint, we, you know, if you are in our realm of financial institutions, wealth management firms, we would love to kind of have that conversation with you. Um, we have a great uh, portfolio of content on our YouTube, our Instagram, and our Facebook as well, too. Um, LinkedIn, I I'll, I'll love LinkedIn, and I always say, if you want to connect with me, if you want to learn more about me. Uh, let's just have a 15 minute open conversation about it. Uh, so we have a great content, um, we have great clients and we just want to serve our community um, of individuals. So, yeah.
0: Well, we really appreciate that, Dewan, an, an individual who leads with love and knows a thing or two about this very important emotion. Thanks for joining us today, brother. We really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, you're listening to the C-Suite for Christ podcast. Don't go anywhere, we'll be right back. Well, as we get ready to wrap up another edition here of the C Suite for Christ podcast, I just want to say thank you to my friend, C Suite for Christ member Dewan Cherry. He is the founder and president of Agency ML, as well as Kindly Coffee, good friend of mine and a world-class human being. Want to thank him for being on the show. I also want to encourage you to pay particular attention to the word love. This is not a word to be thrown out. Willy nilly. In fact, one of the things that I would say is you you understand that one of the Ten Commandments is you should not blaspheme. You should not use the Lord's name in vain. And I think we're all very familiar with that. I I didn't used to subscribe to that commandment as well as I should. Now I'll, I'll just never say that. I think enough ugly looks from my wife, who has always been a supporter of that commandment, has made me change my ways. But one of the things I would even go a step further and say, well, if Christ is love, love is Christ, you probably shouldn't use the word love in vain either. Be very selective for when you use this word. Use it only when it makes sense. Use it only in the right circumstances. Use it only when it's the right fit. Well, how do you know when it's the right fit? Well, you got to know what the definition is, and the definition for love comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses four through seven. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. That is the definition of love, and it's my prayer today that you start applying that definition in a more appropriate manner, but it's also my prayer today that this world will know him via your actions, via my actions. If Christ is love, are we modeling love? If Christ is love, are we living love? And if Christ is love, are we giving love and not the world's definition of love? but scripture's definition of love. Knowing full well what the definition of love is, I can tell you this. I love you. I love all of our listeners of the C-Suite for Christ podcast. I love everybody associated with this international ministry of business executives at C-Suite for Christ. And I would encourage you to be a part of it. Go to our website, C-Suite for Christ, dot com. Sign up to join our organization as an official member. Register to attend one of our monthly gatherings, one of our weekly ministries. Join the conversation on social media. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. But in the meantime, I'm Paul M. Newberger the founder of C-Suite for Christ. Thank you so much for blessing us with your time, and I pray we'll see you back here next time. Thank you for joining us on the C-Suite for Christ podcast. People everywhere are thirsting for Christ. Our goal is to cover the world in Christ using hope, encouragement, and God's nourishing words. We hope you'll join us. Please visit csuiteforchrist.com and come back soon for more conversations centered around God's endless love for us all. I saw you in my dreams
1: before. When I think about you I won't forget you